Today, Rinpoche explained that the root of cyclic existence is grasping at true establishment. There are two ways to grasp. Grasping at the self of persons and grasping at phenomena. Anything that isn't grasping at a person imputed on any among the five aggregates is lack of self of phenomena. It's good. It's fine. Jay, Parcheson. Welcome everyone. Uh, once again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. And this text is a summary of all of Lord Buddha's teachings. And uh, by way of the explanation found in Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa utilizes that outline that, that Lord Atisha did in order to explain um, it in a palatable way or in a way that is easily practiced. Uh, so these are called the teachings shared in common, these teachings for beings of three capacities. Uh, so they, um, they go in order of result, beginning with the least desirable result um, for a Buddhist practitioner up to the most desirable result for a Buddhist practitioner. Um, so the first category are the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity by practicing the ethics which abandons ten non-virtuous activities and engaging um, in re going for refuge to the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, this practitioner is able to achieve uh, higher realm rebirth of the gods and the humans. The next level teachings are called the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and these are teachings for beings who wish to achieve an individual nirvana for themselves alone. By practicing the three highest higher trainings of ethics, concentration, and wisdom, he or she is able to achieve a complete nirvana, but only a nirvana, not um, a, a state of Buddhahood. And the last category is how one achieves that state of Buddhahood. Uh, so he or she practices the previous mentioned um, uh, paths or teachings, uh, the ones shared in common with beings of small and medium capacity, and then couples them with the mind that aspires to enlightenment and the practice of the six perfections. And in dependence upon these practices, he or she achieves Buddhahood. So this is how um, all of the teachings are summarized and practiced based on the desired result um, that the practitioner is aiming for. Do so. Oh, yeah. That's so now we're arriving at a section where they start identifying the uh, 12 links of dependent origination. Uh, so you'll see when uh, you look at the um, it's cool. I just want to 
in case we're going to get into it. Is there a volume? One second. So, so we're getting into the section which is going to explain the 12 links of dependent arising. And this shows how one is thrust into cyclic existence by um, various factors and so forth. Um, and then it shows how that being goes through his or her life and then is thrust from that life into another uh, form of cyclic existence. So the 12 links of dependent arising basically explain the um, c kind of order or the process of cyclic existence um, and it begins with benighted ignorance or ignorance. So the 12 links uh, just listed, because Rinpoche just listed them uh, first, are of ignorance, action, consciousness, name and form, six sources, contact, feeling, attachment, grasping, existence, birth, and then aging and death. Um, so these are the the pro this is the process one goes through, um, and it isn't necessarily in an order um, that first this happens, then that happens, then that happens, because there's, way there's various ways to explain the cause and effect order of those 12 links of dependent origination, and it isn't necessarily um, in that exact order or, or the way that it is explained. The, so it begins with ignorance. So and the reason for the first link being ignorance is that the, the cause of all of cyclic existence, what uh, allows for that to arise is the grasping at true establishment uh, that a being has. So this creates his or her cyclic existence. Um, so the experience of cyclic existence for an individual is created um, by um, the, the amount of ignorance that he or she has. So the grasping at this true establishment of things is what keeps the being bound to cyclic existence and then creating karma and so forth. Uh, so, Rimche, the Yenla Juni, the Tambo Nipa Sumba, the Rimbo, Judre, the Judre Yomare. Judre Yomare. The Ne, the Okay, so I, I was just confirming that they are, there isn't a cause and effect uh, a relationship the way that it's written in or this order of 12. So you wouldn't say this order of 12 is just like a, a stages or something like that, um, um, where like the five paths or the ten bodhisattva grounds. It's, they, aren't, they aren't in an order like that, um, but they are all necessary in order to have um, a complete cycle of um, bardo to bardo, basically, uh, intermediate state to intermediate state with lives in between. Uh, so it shows that pr process and how that happens. Okay, I got all prepared for nothing. Dele yen la juni Dele la juni Okay, 
Mari Menjunga, Tene, Mari Gabai, Tesi, and Latuninga, Toma Mariba, the Gas, not Tende, and Latuninga, the Grace, Shesonji, Saji, Raji, Tobale, Lejan, Mari Gabachunane, Duji, Nagun Jumenjuro, Mari Gabachunane, Ne, Shebitani, Gombe Sauce, and Tedan, Tene, Gajube, Tedan Tene. Mamanjoro, Dunga Pompo Bajipa, Tene, Teta Yadanga, Che Sombata, Yan, Tula, Chesi Pompo Zeba, She Pompo Zebaku, Tawa Sombata, She don't give a yino, Papa, Papa Lay, Jeba, Jeba, Imbane, Lula Luanjito, Lula Luanjito, and Tumukula Tembaa Sejena Tonwa Tadala Rajit 
for the I just wanted to make sure that the whole transmission was there. There was just a small paragraph that so we, we have it all now. Um, okay. <clears throat> That's not where we are. Thus, okay, so page 208, right about in the middle. Thus, because he explains that it is the first of the twelve factors of dependent arising, it is an affliction and not a cognitive obstruction. I'll just back up so we have frame of reference. Um, uh, so this is from um, an, the Middle Way Commentary uh, um, by Chandrakirti, I believe. Let's, what's it say? For as cited above, his commentary on the 400 stanzas explains that the conception of true existence is afflictive. Also, his explanation of the Middle Way Commentary. Yes, yeah, so of course, Chandrakirti's um, the Rimache, the the Dawa Drapa, the Rangre, the Umajupa Rangre Yurbe. So this is an auto commentary. The explanation of the Middle Way commentary, this is his own auto commentary on the entrance to the Middle Way. So he wrote the entrance to the Middle Way, which is what we study on the first Wednesday of every month, and that is a commentary on Nagarjuna's Mulyamadyamika Karika, the root wisdom text. So Chandrakirti, who wrote the entrance to the Middle Way, the commentary on the root wisdom text, also wrote an auto-commentary on his own text. So that's what this is right here, his own auto-commentary. So it says, because this causes living beings to be confused in their view of the actual state of things, it is delusion. Ignorance mistakenly superimposes upon things an essence that they do not have. It is constituted so as to block perception of their nature. It is a concealer. Thus, conventional truths are posited through the force of the afflictive ignorance which, ignorance which is included within the factors of cyclic existence. Uh, so these factors, it, could, it should say link. Um, usually, more often than not, the, the word link, 12 links of dependent origination is used. So this is what uh, Chandrakirti is referring to, um, saying that this is this first link of ignorance um, is included among those 12 links of dependent origination. Thus, because he explains that it is the first of the 12 factors of dependent arising, it is an affliction and, does, and not a cognitive obscuration. What are the cognitive obscurations? This will be explained below. Therefore, he explains that the ignorance, which is the first of the 12 factors, is the root of cyclic existence. And within that, he also explains that the view of the perishing aggregates is the root of cyclic existence. Since ignorance is the general category and the view of the perishing aggregates is an instance, there is no contradiction. Ignorance is the opposite of knowledge, and this does not refer to just any knowledge, but to the wisdom that knows the reality that is selflessness. The opposite of that cannot simply be the non-existence of that wisdom, nor can it simply be something other than that wisdom. Therefore, it is a conception that is that wisdom's contradictory equivalent. This is the superimposition of self. There are two types, the superimposition of an objective self and the superimposition of a personal self. Thus, both the conception of a personal self and the conception of an objective self are ignorance. Therefore, when he indicates the view of the perishing aggregates is the root of all other afflictions, this does not mean that ignorance is not the root. Uh, also, Nagarjuna's Precious Garland says, As long as you conceive that of the aggregates, you will conceive of them as I. 
This means that the ignorance that is confusion in regard to an objective self causes confusion with regard to a personal self. Since this places the internal divisions of ignorance in a cause and effect relationship, it does not contradict the teaching that the view of the perishing aggregates is the root of all afflictions other than ignorance. If you do not understand this way of explaining what the Master Chandrakirti intended, then it is very difficult to dispel the false impression that he contradicted himself by explaining the root of cyclic existence in two different ways. Let me try that again. If you do not understand this way of explaining what the Master Chandrakirti intended, then it is very difficult to dispel the false impression that he contradicted himself by explaining the root of cyclic existence in two different ways. Nagarjuna, the protector, also accepts this system of identifying ignorance, for his 70 stanzas on emptiness says, The teacher said that ignorance is the conception that, in reality, things are produced from causes and conditions. From this, the 12 factors arise. Though, through seeing reality, you know that things are empty. Ignorance does not arise. This is the cessation of, of ignorance. Because of this, the 12 factors cease. Also, the uh, 26th, so if one gets rid of ignorance, the first link of the 12 links of dependent origination, then it unravels and none of the other links can occur because it's the root. So there isn't the cause for the rest of those links to be experienced. Um, therefore, it stops the whole process altogether. And that's how cyclic existence ends. That's how one enters nirvana. It's by stopping all of the causes that give rise to other than nirvana or other than um, whatever the goal of that practitioner is. Um, so he or she, whether the small scope, the medium scope, or great scope, is trying to get rid of something that gives rise to what they don't want to have occur. Um, Okay, let me see. Also, the 26th chapter of his fundamental treatise says, When ignorance is stopped, compositional activity will not arise at all. That which stops ignorance is knowing that in me meditating on reality. By stopping this and the earlier factor of dependent arising, this and that latter factor will not arise. In this way, you, stop, you thoroughly stop the whole mass of suffering. This and the other passage just cited are in agreement and fit together very well with the line in Nagarjuna's Precious Garland. As long as you conceive of the aggregates, which says the root of cyclic existence is the conception of the aggregates as intrinsically existent, the noble Aryadeva also asserts that, as is clearly indicated by the passage cited earlier, just as the tactile sensory faculty pervades the body, and also the root of cyclic existence is a consciousness. When the master of Nagarjuna refutes the object of negation in the fundamental treatise, he gives all his diverse arguments so as to refute an intrinsic nature. Delusions reification of phenomena as essentially existent and to show that phenomena lack essence. Thus, Nagarjuna gives a wide range of statements only for the sake of <laughs> eradicating the way that ignorance apprehends things. Buddhapalita's commentary on the fundamental treatise says, What is the purpose of teaching dependent arising? The master Nagarjuna, whose very nature is compassion, saw that living beings are beset by various sufferings and assumed the tank of the teaching, the reality of things, just as it was, is so, they might be of... Let me try that again. 
that Master Nagarjuna, whose very nature is compassion, saw that living beings are beset by various sufferings and assumed the task of teaching the reality of things just as it is so that they may be free. He therefore began teaching dependent arising, for it is said, seeing what is not real, you are bound. Seeing the real, you are free. What is the reality of things just as it is? It is the absence of essence. Unskilled persons whose eye of intelligence is obscured by the darkness of delusion conceive of an e essence in things and then generate attachment and hostility with regard to them. When the illumination of the knowledge of dependent arising clears away, the darkness of delusion <coughs> and the eye of wisdom sees the absence of essence in things and there is no fun foundation for the other afflictions and the attachment and hostility do not develop. Also, in the transition to the 26th chapter, the same text says, Question, you have already explained entry into the ultimate through the Mahayana text. Now explain entry into the ultimate through the texts of the Shravakas. The fundamental treatise then says, reply, Through obscuration by ignorance, cyclic existence recurs. Through obscuration by ignorance. Through obscuration by ignorance, cyclic existence recurs. And in the transition to the 27th chapter, Buddha Palita says, Question, now illustrate the absence of wrong views using the scriptures that accord with the vehicles of Shravakas. Reply, the fundamental treatise says, In the past, I arose. I just want to see how far in we are. Let's go. 58. Oh, here we are. These statements make it clear that the Master Buddha Palita also asserts that the ignorance which is the first of the twelve factors of dependent arising is the superimposition of the intrinsic nature on things, of things, no, on things, and that even Shravakas and Prachika Buddhas know the selflessness of objects. The Dene Nyerang, the Dene Nyerang Toga, the Druchang, Page Gabasha ดูหญ้าโตเนี่ยกาตุทาเจยูริเบโกบันโดบันเนี่ยชิมอชิมอยีมาตามาตาบอโหแต่ตาไม่น่ะสุจูลาตะกวนานิจิตุนกุโตจ
Um, so we're going to, I'm going to read to where we are. I think Rimichi is having a little dry. The reading's more difficult, so he wants to do questions today. So we're going to have a longer just discussion today than normal, because that's what we're doing. So um, just give me a second. I just have to get to where we are. Then a, the, um, let's see. Went to 660, started right at 658. Where did I read off? Where did I read to last time? 659, 210. Page 210, So I read these statements, make it clear. You read through knowing the selflessness of objects. You're going to start with therefore. Therefore, you should understand that the greatest that? Yeah, of course. 
everybody's in con concurs. <laughs> Therefore, you should understand that the great proof for showing that Shravakas and Prachikabuddhas know that objects lack intrinsic nature is the fact that the conception of an objective self is counted as the ignorance that is among the twelve factors of uh, dependent arising. Arya Deva's 400 stanza says, conceptuality sees and you are bound to it. It should be stopped here. Even the conceptuality mentioned in that statement does not refer to all the conceptual consciousnesses whatsoever, but rather to conceptual consciousnesses that superimpose essential existence on phenomena. For commenting on that passage, Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas says, a conceptual consciousness superimposes an incorrect sense of intrinsic existence. Further, he asserts that it is afflictive ignorance. Hence, while there are those who claim that reason refutes the object of every conceptual consciousness that thinks this is such and such, they have done no detailed investigation of this matter. If it were otherwise, then since for ordinary beings the meaning of hidden reality is hidden, they would have no way of apprehending the meaning of emptiness with a non-conceptual consciousness. Also, if the objects of every conceptual consciousness were contradicted by the reason, then even the objects of certain knowledge would be like the intrinsic nature superimposed by a mistaken wrong consciousness. This would imply that there is no correct view, leading to the state of nirvana, whereby it would be pointless to do any study or reflection on the Madhyamaka texts, for Arya Deva's 400 stanza says, Seeing what is not emptiness as if it were emptiness, some say I will attain nirvana, but they will not. The Tathagats has said that you do not reach nirvana through wrong views. Um, okay, so I'm going to end right there, and then we'll just, Rinpoche, we can read back. I'm just going to read in case. Based on this intrinsic nature, the referent object of the way that ignorance apprehends things as explained above, essentialist schools, Buddhist and non-Buddhist, reify many things. So essentialist, again, means the beings who believe there's intrinsic existence in some form or another in an object, that there's essential nature. Um, reify many different things. When you negate the referent of the ignorance's cognitive process, you completely stop all these tenant-driven reifications as though you had cut a tree at its root. So once you destroy that idea of in essential nature, intrinsic nature, it gets rid of all of the wrong ideas and all of the tenants immediately because that grasping it at some forms, rather subtle or coarse, is what is the mistaken view that disallows the practitioner from... Um, Ending suffering, basically. Okay, so questions? Awesome. Yeah, don't, f please ask. It would, it's, Rinpoche doesn't just want to end, it's just a matter of the reading it is difficult sometimes, and that's. Um, so my question was, um, can somebody realize emptiness without being a, or without seeing the path of uh, seeing? Or, do you know what I mean? Well, the path of seeing is when someone sees emptiness. So if you haven't reached that state, it's impossible. Okay, the Rimache, the Lojong Mache Ken, Doni Dopi Sherap, the Zintugudue. The country was the Tonlam Lengu, Doni the Musum, Musum Sherup, Doni Dopi Sherup, Guna Tonlam Lengu, 
So it is a cause and effect um, experience. So when we talk about the paths, we talk about the five paths, um, and usually we're talking about the five Mahayana paths, so we'll refer to the Mahayana in this case. Um, First is the path of accumulation where that practitioner, just the regular type of practitioner, not the special one that was already in nirvana and then got woken up by a Buddha. The normal process um, for a, a practitioner would be that at the path of accumulation, he or she achieves bodhicitta. That's what is the marker for the path of accumulation. As soon as a practitioner becomes a bodhisattva, then at that point they're at the first stage of the path of accumulation and there are three, small, medium, and great. So there's three of those stages. The practitioner goes through them, becomes more familiar with emptiness, um, and then he or she hits the path of preparation and then becomes, um, through meditation or familiarization, um, becomes more and more acquainted with emptiness to the point where there is an inferential valid cognition of it. And of that emptiness, which is considered valid cognition. It's, not contra- it's incontrovertible at that point. The practitioner knows emptiness is real, but has not had a direct valid cognition of it. Inferential valid cognition is mutually exclusive with um, calm abiding and special insight, um, because it's not a, a calm abiding and special insight are a single pointed situation, and, and that isn't what, what we're. So, um, so the, the practitioner then develops this union of calm abiding and special insight and that tool allows them to directly perceive emptiness. But without all of those tools and without the karma that's been created or accumulated, the practitioner can't experience that emptiness. So if there are stories that someone's chopping wood and sees emptiness, the only way that could happen is if they were just like, somehow or another had achieved the inferential valid cognition, calm abiding and special insight, and like 
suddenly like died or something and then like the next like life they suddenly realized it but they had to have created those causes at some point and the the rimache the loju kashe the mei shinja then it the tombanit ngusum doni ngusum dopishera yure the mei kashe the loju yure ngai tonsong the shin the the chopping the ja then it consu doni the tombanit salodanson then the tonlan leso the yungroda so there are stories of this instant realization of emptiness but it isn't instant it's something that was accumulated that just appears instant so does that mean he's um, no longer susceptible to being born in the hell realm again if if someone has reached the path of seeing then yes no more hell it's actually argued that at the path there's four stages of the path of preparation heat peak patience and the last mundane state of cyclic existence and some texts say that at the stage of patience which is the third level of the second path you no longer are born in the lower realms but it's debated yeah you're still in that at that stage you're still vulnerable to being born in the lower realms yes okay Okay, that makes perfect. That makes a lot more sense. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, um, this is my uh, first time encountering a uh, Gallic interpretation of the dependent origination, but I have. I'm familiar with it from both uh, Hinayana and Zen texts. Okay. And one thing that I'm noticing that's different here is, uh, I know when uh, when Zen tradition talks about that that first link, that ignorance, they use a very broad definition. And when the Hinayana texts talk about it, they they typically just mean ignorance of the four noble truths. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tsongkhapa is saying that specifically ignorance of this, you know, conventional versus intrinsic existence. He seems to be making that point. The only issue I'm having with that is uh, in a lot of, you know, in both uh, Hinayana and Zen tradition, a lot of that stuff comes in with Nama Rupa. So if you think about it, you, know, you have Vijnana, you have consciousness arising. And then, you know, as I've always understood it from consciousness. Now all of it, you know, it's my consciousness that leads to me saying this is a couch. This couch has intrinsic existence. So it would go, you know, just like the links go, it would go from, you know, number three, you know, consciousness to number four, Nama Rupa. So... I always thought What's that Nama Rupa? Name and form. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, you know, you go from consciousness to name and form. You have a consciousness. From that consciousness, you take, you know, whatever this is, and you assign it in a name and a form. But uh, Sankapa seems to be saying that that's happening at the ignorance stage. So uh, I'm just a little bit confused about that, I guess. The ignorance stage is where... So first of all, it's not correct that the Hinayana schools view ignorance always as just ignorance of the Four Noble Truths. Um, The Hinayanists most definitely believe that the first root of cyclic existence is grasping at some sort of self. Now there is a much more coarse form of self according to the lowest Hinayana school, but it's still what they believe causes us to be in cyclic existence. Um, So the Hinayana schools most definitely Rimche, the concept of the teme, teme the the maripa, the dendel yen la juni. 
de tambo maripa, de consegudu de beche cache, de teme maripa, de denzinho mare, de dazinho mare, de, de dembaji maripa. Yene de tio mare, ne tonson, teme maripa, dendel yen la juni maripa, de dazin. Chipa. So Ramachi is saying that the Hinayana's view of the 12 links of dependent origination are exactly the same as the view that we're talking about here, except that this view is more subtle. The Hinayana's only uh, negate the self of person, but not the self of phenomena. So the view of what they state is being grasped at is different. But ignorance for the Hinayana's, the Mahayana's, is always a misapprehension of reality. That's always what the, the first link of the 12 links is referring to. This one of my first points of contact with Buddhism was uh, Bhikkhu Bodhi's uh, you know, compilation of stuff from the Pali Nikayas. Mm-hmm. And you know, like he explicitly, you know, in that, he gives this overview of each of the 12 links, and the definition he gives for that first one is literally you know, ignorant, it's, uh, you know, ignorance of suffering, ignorance of the origination of suffering. Yeah, the origination ignorance. of suffering is the grasping at true establishment. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, origin, the 12, the Four Noble right, Truths. So it, it the first truth is everything. suffering. Yep. The second truth is what causes it. So all that it. stuff up, uh, Kappa's talking about is just part of that second noble origin. truth from a Hinayana perspective. Uh, or, it's or really a, not yeah, like... From a Buddhist perspective. Yeah, yeah the Buddhist perspective Hina. is that the reason that we are having to experience all of this is because we aren't correctly apprehending something something right, so, yeah. so the lowest school says we think that the self is true self and that there's only going to be jeff and there's a permanent partless jeff somewhere that doesn't die there will always be jeff so the lowest school believes that it's that thought that there'll always be jeff is the root but the higher schools say it's not just that thought, it's the thought that everything exists the wrong way. That is the root of cyclic existence. So as, the, as you go from the lowest school to the highest school, all that's happening is, is your object of observation is broadening. So does that mean then that nama rupa just, or name and form just means matter itself? And how does that arise from consciousness then if it's not... Rimache, the the Ming Ming Dan Da, the Zumi the Dendel Yenla Juni, the the Tambo Maripa, Nipa, the Le, Sumba, Sheba, then Jipa, the Ming Dan Mizu. Mizu. Then Mizu the Sheba Gijepo. Tuma Mariba Niba Dujigile Sumba Nanshe. Nanshe. Jiba Mizu. Mizu Kongi Sampa the Mizu Namshe Gijepo. Yes is. Then a the then can the the Mizu the Dondagare. Mizu zia the Pomongayuroa Zu Sujibum Tubum Dujib Dujib Nova Jibumbo. Nashi may be Pomo Jitl Mizu Zagre. Mizu. Mm. So all this is referring to is that uh, for, name and form is just referring to, it's just a category that refers to <coughs> any among the five aggregates that aren't consciousness. 
Um, I think there's a really good, just give me one moment here. I, I, I think the definition of, I think that um, Pension Son and Drapa's uh, definition of the, the third, fourth link is in this book. Just give me one moment. Um, we have a whole class on the 12 links, too. If you go back, Rinpoche gave the whole, according to Tsongkhapa, because the first volume, I believe, is it the first or second that has the 12 links in it? We spent like a month, a long time on it. It's really complex when you start to 275 to 83. Um, because there's, they aren't in order, and it takes two, is it two lifetimes to finish it? To complete all 12 links? Two or three? Yeah, they normally do it, at least in the other texts I've seen them, they do it in two lives. Uh, at least I how think they there's do a it. way you can also, though. Okay. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I knew it was in here. Okay. Name and form as the fourth member of dependent arising refer to the five aggregates of the new life immediately after conception. At that point, there are mental and body consciousnesses. Form refers to the roundest shape, the embryo, the oblong shape, the lengthening embryo, and so forth. Uh, the six sources are, so that's where it ends. So it's, it's talking about Rinpoche, the, the Mingzu, the Sheba Yomari. Okay, so it's all of the links except for, con all of the aggregates except that the five aggregates that form to serve as a basis of designation except for consciousness. Second ag or isn't the fourth aggregate the second link of dependent origination? The uh, some kind of volition isn't that the second link? So if discrimination, they, yeah, or discrimination. It's translate differently. But yeah, or, well, no, not this. I think discrimination's the, the one. It's form, uh, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness. Formation, yeah, formation, formation, yeah, volitional. Form. So isn't that the second link of dependent dependent origination and the fourth skanda? So how could it be part of uh, nama rupa too? I'm, you're throwing Sanskrit words. And sorry, I don't know sorry, what, I don't know who Nama Rupa is. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, just, I memorized these by writing the note card. Down right. No, Sanskrit I totally name. understand it, and so, I want to like name and form. I'm sorry. So it just uh, seems like there's is, a completely different interpretation of it. Yeah. That I don't know. But yeah, so I'm having a hard time. Yeah, so the second link is in the links to dependent origination is uh, what's translated here: action. mental formations. No, the second oh. link in the 12 links of dependent origination is action. Action? All right, then, I, yeah, I guess there is. Dujegile. Maripa Dujegile Nanshe Mizu. Then Rimbache. So, what's the question? So, it, it's so, ignorance and then action. Well, yeah, you're, if it's you're action, ignorant and then, then you the, act. Yeah, that, that's a little the, the, the translation I used uses yeah. the same word as the fourth skanda, so it's mental formations. For I'm going to do something real quick because so. I think this will help. Ignorance does not, okay, ignorance does not just mean non-knowledge, it is a consciousness that conceives the opposite of correct knowledge. So that's what all, all schools in Buddhism believe that this is the first link. Ignorance here is a misconception of oneself as inherently existent and of phenomena included in one's own continuum as being objects controlled by an inherently existent I. So that's what the view of the perishing aggregates is referring to, this grasping as an I and mine. Um, so, and in the, the Madhyamaka view, it's grasping at I, mine, and all phenomena as just opposed to I. 
Um, so ignorance views the nominally existent I, which is merely designated in dependence upon the mental and physical aggregates as inherently existent selves and views that aggregates themselves as under the control of this self. So views that this self is in control of all of these things. In control of, uh, this self is in control and is singular. Thus its principal antidote is knowledge of the true nature of the I as empty of inherent existence. Ignorance can also refer to obscuration with respect to the coarse relationships of actions and their effects, as in the case of ignorantly making sacrifices in order to gain liberation. But at first of the twelve members of dependent arising, it is necessarily a conception of self of persons that gives rise to the later members. So all schools concur that it's a conception of self of true self that is the first link. And then the second link, action, is is put forth by that ignorance. All right. Thank you. Cool, cool. Um, I'm going to find some material that's really um, complete that'll help, and then I'll get it to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's a, this is a super difficult subject, and how they... Um, the Dendel Yenla Juni Lo Gatsigu. Lo Ni Lo Sum. Kashe Ni Kashe Sum. Dendel Yenla Juni Kanga. The Tse. Say Gatsigo. Jewa Gatsigo. Jewa. Toma Mariba, Niban Jigile, Sumba Naji Tachije Tajiba Mizu, Jingaba Jiji, Tuba Riba, Duba Tua, Jiba Siba Siba Guba Lamba Siba Tachije, Guba Lamba Tachije, then. So it requires three lifetimes in order to complete all twelve links of dependent origination. So then Kali Kali Rimche, the the Tambo Majipa Mariba Niban Dujumba Namche Sechi Seji Tajiba Mezu Noba Jesi Juba Riba Numba Sua Jiba Sua Kalika de Kali de de Mingzu Jeche Jepa Jeba Dene Jepa de Sorwa Seji Sorwa Seji de Je Dene Dene Jepa Lemba Jeba Siba de Guba Lemba Guba Lemba Jeba Siba de Guba Lemba Seji Je Lemba Seji Lamba, <laughs> Then the um the Sumba the Jepa Sipa Gupa Lamba Jupa Jipa Jupa Yomare. Jupa Sipa. Uh Jupa Sipa. Then the Jupa Sipa Jupa Gashiba. Okay, so it requires three lifetimes to have um, 
<laughs> this occurs. So it requires one lifetime for ignorance, action, and consciousness, uh, one lifetime for name and form, six sources, contact, and feeling, and then one lifetime for attachment, grasping, existence, and then birth, aging, and death. So it requires three lifetimes in order to complete all 12 links of dependent origination. Um, yes, next. What about it? In other traditions, I know the dependent links can also can describe, you know, the, the lifetime of a human being in that, you know, three lifetime system. But they could also describe, you know, they could use a smaller scale too. So, like, if you take a new job, even like when the, the birth of that new status, you know, yeah, the death of that old that that's new Buddhism stuff. Oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> Um, I had a question about um, the relationship between the um, objective, uh, I guess the view of the objective self and the view of the personal self. And um, I what guess. What page back, is that? Just so well, I can. Back on, uh, let's see, uh, bottom of 208. 208. And I was just wondering um, there's. Um, uh, there, there's a cause and effect relationship, between, I guess, between the. Um, since this place is internal divisions of ignorance and a cause and effect, it does not contradict the teaching. Um, between, I, I guess, the view of the objective self and the view of the personal self, but I was wondering if, if, it's, if, that, if, if it can go in the other direction too, and a sort of, um, if the view of the personal self can, um, can also like reinforce um, views of the of objective self, which I assume is like intrinsic. Yeah, I haven't. This is English stuff. I haven't seen this um, personal self and objective self. I've not seen that type of. I don't know what that means. Um, so just give me one second. Yeah, you know what I mean. Translators, they they crew, they put things together. I just want to see what what it's referring to in the Tibetan. So I'm going to ask Rinpoche. Ex exactly the, what it says in the Tibetan and just see if that's even what it's saying. Chechugi da dumumpi majipa kansak. Okay, that's it, I think. Remche the donagari. Che Then the da ni yure. The da ni don't agare remache. So this is referring to the self of persons and self of phenomena. So the objective would be the self of phenomena, I believe, and the personal. Remache is saying that this is referring to um, the persons that's imputed among the five aggregates being empty and then that which isn't that. Okay. 
So then when they say um, um, selflessness, sometimes it refers to a person, but sometimes there's selflessness of phenomena. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's referring to in there. And so it's saying that your misapprehension of things can make the misapprehension of yourself and vice versa. Since this places the internal divisions of ignorance in a cause and effect relationship, it does not contradict the view, the teaching that the view of the perishing aggregates is the root of all afflictions other than ignorance. So the view of the perishing aggregates is in relation to the self of persons, um, not self of phenomena. But, and, and it does work like the cause. But there is a cause and effect relationship, it's saying um, both ways. Both One ways, view. okay. Yes. You. You're apprehending yourself based on your phenomena and you're apprehending phenomena based on your relationship with yourself. Are there any other questions? Any other questions? Get on the mic. Get, get on the... No, we don't do that. It's not funny today. I was just curious because I heard this before that like I forget which scholar but I heard that he went up to heaven and then like he was there for a really long time and then he came back down and only like a morning had passed in like there's so many of those so there, many stories because there, the God's realm yeah. is uh, long like the, t the time frame is different in different realms so yeah. you could be in one realm for like 80 years and it would be the equivalent of a day yeah I just thought that something was like cool. that Okay, that, that's all. <laughs> yeah, there's so many of those, it could be, ref I don't know, you know what I mean? There's so many stories like that. Like hell even, right? Yeah. The the Shapochi, the the Me, the Nimagatsu Yure. Shapochi, Nyawa, Shapochi, Me. Gatsu do it. Me. Gangisena Nyawa, the Shapochi. The Shedo Rimbo. The Natsu Shapuchi, the Shedo Rimbo Yomare. The Ne, the Natsu Shapuchi, Nyawa, Lo Gatsudu. He doesn't know the exact count, but just a day in our lifetime in the human realm would, is, is like 80 day, days or something in the hell realm. So, you know what I mean? You making plans? Like, you know what I mean? Does it matter? Does this matter? Is this going to change the way you practice Buddhism today in any way, shape, or form? All this information? That's what I always ask myself. Is more information going to change the way I practice Buddhism or improve the quality of my practice in any way, shape, or form? Or is it information that I just need to use in coffee shops? <laughs> We good? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So um, I'm wondering about the Buddhist view on this Western idea of we have a building character. Um, so I'm wondering if you can, you, you know, I guess we should use an example like we could use two people that want to become monks. One person, it's very easy. The road is clear. People are helping that person along to become a monk, and they become a monk. 
Mm-hmm. The other really wants to become a monk, but there's so many obstacles in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much ignorance to work mm-hmm. through. So <clears throat> from that perspective, building character, that monk with many, or that person with many obstacles, and that lifetime to achieve that goal, accumulate more virtue. The end goal was is the same, but to get there, the path was more difficult, more had to be a, overcome. Well, that was because everyone's karma is different. Yes. So everybody has different imprints that are giving rise to a variety of experiences. And even though they're having a like experience with someone else, they both desire to become ordained, they don't have the same causes and conditions for the results to happen. It's the completing karma. So they have a throwing karma that made them both human beings. But their completing karma is different. So the the completing karma fills in the details around the existence. Mm -hmm. So there's some sort of completing karma there that isn't as ripe or isn't as mature as the other beings. So there's some obstacle that has to be purified and it may mean that not in this lifetime it may not be able to be purified mm-hmm. um, even though they have the same goal and motivation. That's why there isn't um, a recipe that you can give any sentient being um, to just fix them because everyone has different afflictions and different predispositions and you, yes you can apply emptiness if someone is sharp enough to be able to take the, the clear route but usually you have to apply your own individual antidotes right you know some people have a greater problem with lust some have a greater problem with anger and all of those individual negativities have very specific antidotes so that person may need to um, accumulate more when you talk about building character they have to build a better character in their consciousness continuum not in this body or this lifetime right. it means their continuum has both negative and positive but right now for whatever reason the there's obstacles that are taking place because of previous karma that needs to be purified so there's some sort of antidote or some sort of accumulation something that has to occur in order to kind of open up and release that obstacle or remove that obstacle right because there's many cases where people have had problems like you're saying they couldn't like they weren't able to memorize right mm-hmm. there's Chudapantaka, the story of uh, the Arya small road who wasn't able to even he would like try to read like this like memorize one line and by the time he memorized it and got to the next line and started he'd forget the one before it mm-hmm. and he had this big obstacle mm-hmm. that you would think from a Western scientific perspective this person would never be able to become a genius Mm -hmm. this person was slow or this person wasn't smart but according to Buddhism this person had karmic obstacles and it had not there is not smart there is not dumb there is not intelligent Mm -hmm. there is um, just what your karma is allowing you to experience at that time so he did all these purifications basically and became one of the greatest scholars in the monastery Mm -hmm and didn't study more, didn't do extra work, remove the obstacles through karma and through creating virtue, like did lots of prostrations, had this practice where he would sweep and imagine he was sweeping his afflictions away right. and, and he would clean the place and his motivation was so pure that that allowed for whatever was making it so hard to go away. Right. 
So it isn't always more effort, is my point, at that specific thing. It yes. may mean that there's more effort at something else in order for that thing to work. Okay. And that's why karma is so complicated yeah. and then so difficult to understand because you can't just, okay, I'm having trouble understanding this. Let me read 25 books. Buddha would say, well, you maybe need to do that, but you might need to make 100 prostrations mm -hmm. so that your ego and your pride is lessened mm -hmm. enough to be able to read it. Mm -hmm. So it's, well, it's kind of a complex bag of causes and conditions that give rise to our experience. And it isn't in a straight line at all. And there so isn't a, you don't see all of that sweeping on all of those prostrations that have to happen to clear out those obstacles. That is... Is that accumulating merit? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's, that's the whole point. Okay, that's right. accumulating those things that allow for the obstacles to be removed. Right. So because when you accumulate merit, you're able to get rid of a variety of karmas mm -hmm. and because the merit acts as an antidote or an opponent to those varieties. And you don't know what is in there that's causing the mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. So that's why you kind of blanket over it. That's why the 35 Buddhas, they talk about... Like just saying the one I prostrate to Buddha Shakyamuni is like 10,000 eons of negative virtue that's wiped away. Mm -hmm. So if you have that, you're working with that kind of amounts of negativity, it would make sense that your experiences wouldn't make sense. Because mm -hmm. you have that amount. Like you just say one line and 10,000 eons of something goes away. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's a lot. Like So if we have all of those things in us, then anything could kind of happen. It wouldn't seem like it made sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. All you can really do is say, I'm suffering right now and I'm hungry and don't have food. I must have taken food from somebody in a previous life. I must have done something that's concordant with the suffering I'm experiencing right now. But it doesn't mean I did it even within a million lifetimes of now. It might have been two million ago that I did took away like food from us something. I always were afraid when I take a spider web, like they got all this food in there. And like, am I taking food from them? Even though I take them out, I just took their food because that's their webs, their food. But they're, they're killing things in that web. Like sometimes you release them and the fly flies out of the web. Boy, it's a mess. Okay. <laughs> kind of a basic question, but in a lot of prayers we refer to the Buddhas of the three times. Yes. And I realize that I don't really know what that sure, means. Sure, sure. The Du Sun Sanjay Gare. Du Sun Sanjay, Sanjay Du Sun Devi Sanjay. Then, Dajaga Dumba Tata Sanjay. Jawashamang Mahabha Sanjay. So, um, it's referring to Buddhas of the past, the Buddhas of the present, and the Buddhas of the future, but you would look at it in terms of the, the, the material that's currently in our system. So right now, we would say that it's Buddha Shakyamuni time, even though mm -hmm. Buddha Shakyamuni okay. isn't, that would be the Buddha of the present. Okay. Um, the Buddha of the past would be, I think, Kashapa, right? Isn't Kashapa before? Yes. Buddha Kashapa was the Buddha before Shakyamuni. And Lord Maitreya, 
will be the future Buddha. So it's the Buddhas of the past, present, and future. So, um, just going back to the idea of collections. Uh, so, in order to become a Buddha, it's necessary to fulfill two specific collections a collection of exalted wisdom and a collection of merit. Um, so, when we're looking at the six perfections, um, what falls into what category? Uh, so any among the six perfections that isn't the last, so meaning the first five perfections fall into the category of collection of merit, and the last perfection, wisdom, falls into the collection of exalted wisdom. So it's necessary to have um, a complete collection of, of wisdom and a complete collection of merit because they give rise to specific results. So the collection of merit gives rise to the, the form body of the Buddha, the enjoyment body and the emanation body. That's its concordant result. And the wisdom um, collection, the exalted wisdom collection, gives rise to the Dharma body of the Buddha, the Chukku, um, and the two different bodies, one of which is the cessation of suffering, and the other within the continuum of the Buddha, the actual just cessation, it's a permanent phenomena. Um, and then the second is an impermanent phenomena, uh, which is the Buddha's omniscience. Um, so um, those two things, the cessation and the Buddha's omniscience, are, arise from wisdom, um, but also require the collections of merit in order to come into fruition. But the, if we're looking with the concordant direct Causes, we're saying that the Dharma body is created by wisdom, and the enjoyment body and the tr and the emanation body are created um, by merit. So Rinpoche just wanted to mention that. Okay, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. And what's happening as you collect those things? as you engage in generosity, the generosity serves as an opponent to the miserliness that you have imprints of in your continuum, times that you didn't want to give. When you engage in ethics, which is the second of the six perfections, you're, those are serving as an opponent too. For instance, if you're not killing and you're actively engaging the ethics which abandons killing, then that serves as a direct antidote to killing because now you're having a motivation to do what is mutually exclusive with what is in your continuum that can give rise to suffering. So that's how these collections work. You're collecting ethics, you're collecting not killing stuff. You're collecting this, this motivation and the abandonment of killing and stealing and lying and adultery and divisive speech and gossip and harsh words and ignorance and covetousness and wrong views. 
you're you're not doing these things so you're you're actively not doing them so that's the point of the ethics that abandons the ten non-virtuous activities it isn't just like abstention it's actively abstaining so you are actively not killing you are actively not lying it isn't just oh I didn't lie today whoo surprise oh let me think about it you are actively not lying you're being mindful you are actively being honest you are actively not engaging in, in adultery you know um, so it's not just like oh I didn't do that today I won it's it isn't even really that same karma until it's active it's till it's like an acknowledged mindful state that you are in ab actively abandoning these things not just coincidence and you win like you don't you aren't getting that same collection even though you're abandoning killing every day unless you're actively abandoning killing because because if and then you have to know what killing exactly is and and etc so you have to know that it's separating the the lifespan of an individual so taking a individual who's alive and separating so even if you order a butcher to kill something for you you're separating it and it's just as direct a karma as killing it yourself so it's so if you're actively abstaining from that, then you're creating also intention that will eventually transform into your always intention. So the more like intentions to not kill, intentions to not kill, then your mind just becomes a non-killing mind, basically. So that's how collections work. You have a non-killing mind, a non-lying mind, a non-adulterous mind, a non-divisive mind, and then there's no longer any way to be divisive so there's no longer any way to create a seed that causes suffering. So that's it. Concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, <coughs> and in particular the essential teachings of Venerable Lausandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. Dedicate all this virtue to knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness, all powerful Abhugateshvara. <coughs> May stay for samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandog, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five <coughs> philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. <laughs> Saw a share of Kangachana.